Hello, my name is Tom Innes and I'm the Deputy Editor of Arts Award Voice. This is a special edition of the Arts Award podcast as we will be talking about Gold Arts Award. The we in this situation is the three guests who accompany me and are all Gold Arts Award achievers. We will be hearing a little bit about the work they did and then discussing some of the current arts news. Perfect if you're looking for inspiration for your Part D form and opinion. So without any further delay, let's hear from our guests. Hello, I'm Josh. I do all the admin and website support for Artswood Voice as well as the Artswood Voice team. So that's the activists, reporters and and uh, Tom and Emily and Bavesh and Sally as well. Ashley? I'm Ashley and I'm on the arts activist team. Cool. And then finally Emrys. Hi, I'm Emrys and I am the project manager for Artswood Voice. So we are here today to talk a little bit about Arts Award Gold, and more specifically, inspire you all to go and do a gold. Um, so, Emerus, you're Arts Award Gold advisor trained, aren't you? Yes, indeed. Could you give us a little bit of background as to what gold is, what you have to do for it? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's two units on uh, Gold Arts Award. The first unit is all about your own development, really. So, uh, you start off by extending your own arts practice, uh, which basically means working with someone um, else who's perhaps more advanced in a particular art form um, and ideally bringing your own primary art form into a an, into a new art form so uh, it could be you know a dancer working with a video maker for example um, or you know, a million other combinations. Uh, the second thing you do is develop your skills within the art sector. So you do that sort of with work placements um, or other work experience, volunteering, training, that sort of thing. Uh, the third thing you do is research and review within the um, creative industries. So you talk to artists, uh, look at other organizations, see how they work, what they get up to basically. Uh, and the very last part of unit one is uh, something called form of view. Um, basically you form your own opinion uh, about something particular within the arts, so it could be, you know, around attracting bigger arts audiences. It could be how the music industry must uh, develop or change. It could be something to do with how arts education is in schools. It could be all sorts of options, uh, really, as well. Um, and then unit two is your leadership project. Uh, quite simply, you put on an event or you run a project like a, a weekly youth theatre or visual arts club or something like that. Uh, you have to plan it, do it, and then review it as well. So you evaluate how that all goes. Um, and you put all of those uh, into a portfolio. So there's no exams, nothing like that. It's just all portfolio based. Uh, you keep a record of what you've been doing, pictures, videos, any blogs or that sort of thing. Uh, and that forms your Gold Arts Award. Um, and at the end of it, you uh, will end up with 35 UCAS points as well. Those UCAS points are actually quite useful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's very grateful to have them. They so, are. I think the experience also give, that you've got in terms of your leadership communications really helps. So if you go, to, if you have to go to interview or something like that for your university course, uh, you know, it just gives you the extra thing to talk about, which is really handy. Hmm. So all of us here have done a Gold Arts Award, other than Ashley, who has finished it but not submitted it. Is that correct? Yeah, I finished it last week and it's going in for moderation soon. So you are probably the best person to first ask what did you enjoy about doing your gold? It uh, was probably just the people that you met by doing it because when I did my challenge I collaborated with a visual artist and all the stuff that I learned from working with was just what it's just useful for what I've done because I've just done acting so I learned how to like interview people how to put on an event and just all them sorts of skills that I've got now I can take forward with me and 
when I go to like university interviews, I can tell them about that and hopefully, hopefully give me more of an edge over other people. Like Emrys was saying, that is the great thing about gold. It gives you lots of transferable skills that you can use in other parts of your life. So yes, you can go to university, but you can also go to jobs uh, yeah. or job interviews. That's fantastic. And what did you do? Uh, well, for my challenge, I uh, organised an event which was called Table Manners, and we got loads of people in the Halton Heritage Partnership to put forward a person that they thought was important to be represented. And we took like objects of these people and pictures, and we put them on a table and invited an audience in, and they'd go around and look at all the information about these people. And then at the end of it, we had like a discussion and. It was really nice because it was something so simple as like table and table manners brought together this big group of people. And then for my leadership, I directed some short films, again for the same group, the Halton Heritage Partnership, based on work and lives. So we did a canal film and a bridge film, and now I'm just working on the sharing event. I think next in terms of uh, achieving gold is you, Josh, isn't it? Yeah, I achieved my gold earlier this year. Oh, and what did you do for it? What did you enjoy about it? So for my, my gold event, I organised a, a launch event for the company that I work for, and I did my gold as part of my apprenticeship, which was just brilliant, because I didn't... Like, all the stuff that I was doing in my apprenticeship were things that I was doing for my, for my gold anyway. For my artistic development side of it, I focused on performing, so I do, do acting in my spare time. So I, I worked on my performance skills and that, looking specifically at singing and things like this. What I enjoyed about doing my Gold Arts Award as part of my apprenticeship was that it was it was just so so easy to do alongside the existing qualifications, but also because I work in the arts, in an arts industry, um, then all of the work that I was doing just contributed towards it. And it, I think the Gold Arts Award is a good way to prepare people that want to work in the arts, because it, it does give you quite a good insight to what it's like to work as a professional artist in any guise of the industry. So. For my Gold Arts Award, I did it in the first year that I joined the Arts Award Youth Network. Uh, the part I most enjoyed about my Gold Arts Award was actually Form of View. Uh, slightly nerdy, because I just love writing, but um, for mine I wrote about lots and lots of depth about statistics and numbers of pirating and streaming and how the record industry is basically dooming itself to fail by not keeping up with the times. Um, I think it got to about 3,000 words. But yeah, I really enjoyed writing it. And for my part two, no, unit two, I did a live event in the Apex, which is a big uh, public performance space in Bury St Edmunds, my hometown. Um, and we engaged 350-odd like young people throughout the day because it was a whole day and evening of events. Uh, so we had an acoustic stage in the cafeteria, and then in the evening we had a ticketed event in the main atrium. But yeah, we had a fantastic audience, and we had so many great young performers throughout that event. It was just really inspiring to um, watch. And Emrys actually helped me with it, because he was my advisor, Yay. which was nice. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> and now moving on to Emrys, the oldest, most experienced of us here. Um, what did you do for your gold? 
for my gold, um, well, the bit that I most enjoyed of it really was my Unit 2 leadership project, I'd say, um, because I ran a sort of one-day mixed arts festival um, in the Abbey Gardens, uh, also in Bose Edmonds, uh, where I come from. Um, uh, it was great, you know, an outdoor thing, sort of in a public space. Um, it was all sort of free to come along to. Uh, and we had um, performers, uh, sort of various dance and music and different things going on in one part of the park. Um, and we had workshops in another section. And there was a really nice sort of raised section in and amongst some uh, good trees and shrubbery, sort of wall garden style thing, uh, where we had like an exhibition of other sort of local um, arts organisations and things that people could do. Um, so, yeah, so I think it kicked off sort of around lunchtime and went through to sort of mid-evening, really. Uh, so it was sort of a day long of all sorts of different workshops and performances, uh, you know, which had lots and lots of different uh, groups from around the area coming together to perform. So, uh, yeah, it was just a really, you know, it was thankfully a lovely summery day as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just really good fun to make the connections. I think that was the main thing about it was having to work with the council in order to get the park and work with all the organisations to bring them in and perform and run workshops, even just to you know, come and participate. I think that's the bit I most enjoyed was literally making all those connections and, you know, having the chance to meet up with people, really. The networking. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yes, that's a huge part of kind of everyday life, really. If, you, if you're going to be successful in something, you need to network, you need those contacts. Um, what is that saying? Is it? It's not what you know; it's who you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Moving on, I want to talk a little bit about my favourite part of gold. Like I said, was the forming of view, and um, the great thing about this is that it can be quite current, and it can be on current affairs. You can write about something in the news that's inspired you, and um, I just wanted to give our listener perhaps two pieces that they could. Um, potentially write about and if any of you have any more contributions then please feel free to jump in. But the first one was um, inspired by a piece that actually one of our voice reporters wrote about, um, Eleanor. She said she wrote about Quentin Tarantino in New York. He um, participated in a march um, regarding police shootings and then there's been a massive police backlash um, and, everybody, and all the police are calling to boycott his new film. Um, oh. It was really quite um, quite an interesting read, so I do encourage you all to hop onto Voice and find that piece. It's in our new section. Um, but I was just wondering, what do you um, people think about that and arts as a um, sort of political message? Well, the arts have always been used to, to tell stories and things like that. And arts is also all about interpretation. So, I mean, there's no reason why people couldn't use the arts to get a political message across. I mean, you know, when making posters for propaganda and things like that in days gone by, arts has been used to design the posters and things like that. This is just a, a step beyond. I think if you've got a voice, so like someone as high up as Quentin Tarantino, if you've got a voice like that, then you should use it and encourage other people to use it as well. So I think using the arts as a form of doing that is a really good way because you can attract a wider audience. Do you think though that it's slightly hypocritical of him to be uh, calling for a reduction in gun crime given his um, often incredibly violent film work? Well, the issue with that is, you know, when people see something, does that mean that they're immediately going to go and do it? What people have to be careful about, especially if they are high-profile artists such as Tarantino, is that they do have a lot of influence over what people think 
So they, while they've been given this beautiful platform to use, A, they may not always be right. I mean, obviously, police brutality, that's not a good thing. But B, people will not always agree with their opinions. And C, like, if people don't agree with those opinions, they have to be able to say, all right, hands up, not everyone agrees with me. Yeah, so I agree with Josh, I think, sort of on the most part. Uh, you know, I guess uh, we go back to like the Spider-Man saying, with great power becomes great responsibility or something. And uh, really that sort of translates into, into the real world with celebrity culture and people of influence um, in particular. Um, so I think in a way he's using that, we, if we call it power, perhaps in quite a responsible, in quite a good way. Uh, to sort of spread what, you know, uh, in principle is a good message. Um, whether he's a hypocrite, because of course he purports violence and such like in his work. Um, you know, I, I think probably not, because there is, as Josh said, a quite a clear distinction between entertainment and, you know, real world in terms of what you go out and do. Um, you know, generally speaking, he's doing that for an age-appropriate audience. Um, you know, it, it's it's a bit different to purposefully targeting or selling or displaying that sort of work uh, to younger young people who might be influenced and formed by that without perhaps the logic and thought process that goes behind it. Um, so, you know, I think from that perspective, he's not really being a hypocrite. He is, you know, he, he might make work that uses that from an entertainment value perspective, but everybody knows, you know, film is a film. It, it's not really real and that sort of thing. Um, so uh, I think, you know, I think it's great that he actually also though can use his position to to try and inform and influence that, you know, especially with all the everything that's going on in the world with regards to gun crime and and issues revolving around guns. So uh, yeah, you know, I think it's great that a, an artist, you know, can have such power and be utilised in that way, and you know, can spread a message that they believe in. Okay, that's all very valid viewpoints. Um, I don't know what the right answer is, obviously, because there is argument saying that he should be more. Um, understanding of the police's position, they have a very dangerous job, etc, etc. But I think it would be a fantastic piece to write about. Um, maybe not specifically Quentin Tarantino, but the use of violence in films, etc, etc. Um, so if anybody listening wants to write about that, um, please do post it on voice, or at least please do tell me about it, because I'd be really interested to know what other people think of it. Um, and going from the quite heavy to the Incredibly um, light-hearted. Light-hearted. That's one word. Um, <laughs> I was going for the tragic state of society. Um, oh. Collins. <laughs> Collins have announced that word of the year is binge watch. Um, before we sort of discuss what this could mean from an artistic perspective, I just wanted to know what do you think of this? So many words we could have used. We could have used on fleek. Twerk. 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 Um, there's so many words. Like the English language is brilliant, but like, I mean, for one, binge watch is two words. <laughs> They've hyphenated. That's just lazy. <laughs> They're just trying to make the English language fashionable, you know. And uh, it, it's not fashionable. It's practical. It, it's like Wellingtons. Hmm. Chris, do you binge watch? Probably. I think uh, on my very rare occasional day off, uh, you know, sometimes it's just got to happen. Mm. <laughs> what do we think of um, binge watching being the word of the year? Like, what does, like, or more important, what does binge watching mean for TV? To be honest, like, it's just people embracing, embracing change, like, which is great. I don't think it's necessarily bad for, for television. 
because generally those that don't want to watch television wouldn't have watched television anyway. Um, and people do tend to use these online streaming services, which is why we have binge watching, to watch certain things that they can't watch on television anyway. Mm. You know, to give an example, I would use whatever the appropriate one is to watch uh, Breaking Bad, which I've actually still not seen. Um, but I wouldn't watch it to watch the new Doctor Who series, partially because it, it's garbage, and partially because you know, that's, that's on yeah. <laughs> that's on BBC every Saturday. You know. Yes. You mentioned Doctor Who, for example, but the BBC mm. have actually embraced binge-watching because they are making updates to iPlayer to allow or to facilitate binge-watching with autoplay features. Yeah. yeah. So now you don't even have to move the mouse to click on your next episode. <laughs> wow. It will do it automatically, I know, right? But like Technology but, 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 at its but, finest. But it still goes on television first or, or at the same time as it goes on online. Uh, currently, yes. And, but once and, these charts renewals come through, who knows? Well, true. But like generally speaking, you can't binge watch something that's coming out episodically. Like if you want to binge watch it afterwards, that's fine. But people like couldn't previously people couldn't binge watch at all. Mm. Like unless they VCR'd everything or VCR'd. VCR'd everything. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? DVR. DVR. <laughs> yeah, how old are you? VCRs. I don't know People listening don't even know what a video is. Come on. <laughs> I'm 82, you know. Um, yes, Betamax. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, people couldn't do that in the past, and now they can, but people can also watch stuff on television as it's happening, so they can just like embrace that side of it as well. Okay. Like, they're not in direct competition. Uh, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I think to some extent they kind of are in competition with one another like the BBC has suffered significantly because people are only using catch-up services so that they can binge watch and uh, as a result aren't for example paying for a TV license um, I put my hands up and say I'm one of those but like if you'd read the um, because of course everybody would have read this 120 page document that the BBC released uh, <laughs> stating oh, I, I, what I, they're going to do Yeah, I know, I know it well yeah yeah, it was a great read. Um, read. <laughs> Page seventy-eight. Just, just have, have, have me creasing, man. You know. Oh man, it was dense. But yeah, they basically stated what they were going to do for the next um, charter renewal, and a lot of it is moving on to digital platforms and digital media because of that's where people are going. Traditional television is not does not have the same appeal anymore, and people are going digital. And things like Netflix have. Um, Almost, I hesitate to use the word revolutionised, but they have altered the way that people consume media, and that is pretty much um, symbolic of the use of the word binge watch. Yes, I suppose so. Oh yes, that's what the conversation was about, wasn't it? That was what the conversation was about. Yeah, binge watching. Yes. I might perhaps note that YouTube is probably going to make that easier for people to binge watch uh, programs that are coming through them, especially without a good internet connection. If they go somewhere and download it and take it back, which I only found yeah. out because of your article on Voice on the news section uh, with the launch of YouTube Red. Uh, so there you go, Josh. You could uh, probably download some. Well, uh, I, I player there. already have that. I player already have that. I know, but you know, YouTube you get a slightly broader uh, availability of things. You can watch Bob's Burgers on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Although you have, you have to question the legality of that. Um, <laughs> yes, yes you do. <laughs> uh, although that 
YouTube is partnering up with certain people, and you can buy things off of YouTube, like BBC, to go back to them again. Yes, you um, can. That's a bit... I found that it's very weird. Like, YouTube has got all of these little things going on, and they, they get distracted quite easily, I think is the diplomatic way of saying things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going hugely off topic. Like YouTube, <laughs> we are distracted, and um, <laughs> we should probably start to wrap this up. So I wanted to end on some top tips for people. Um, we'll start with the advisor, Emrys. What would be your number one top tip for somebody who was going to do gold? I would say planning and getting it in your portfolio as you go along. Go so, uh, yeah, the, the planning very much is knowing what you want to do and actually it's your challenge in Unit 1, Part A, you know, what, what you're planning to do or your Unit 2 leadership project plan what that's going to look like and what the outcome's going to be. Don't just sort of try and feel your way through it. <laughs> you know, you, if you know where you are and where you want to get to, then uh, then you can actually take yourself on the journey. Um, but yeah, whilst you're on that journey, record your evidence, take lots of photos and videos and blog about it, that sort of thing. It makes life so much easier, you know, when putting together your final portfolio. And then you won't end up like me and spending all night the night before on uh, energy drinks and Mars bars and such like, you know, trying to put it together when you advise them what happens to the next day. Oh, I know that feeling so well. <laughs> Ashley, as the fresh-faced, newer gold uh, participant, would you recommend? I would say don't let the workload put you off because a lot of the people that I know that had done bronze and silver didn't want to go on to do gold because there was a lot more work. So if it's something that you want to do and some, there's an art form that you're really passionate about, the workload shouldn't put you off because you should be wanting to do as much of that art form as you can. So just don't let that work put you off. And like Emma said, if you just do it as you go along, then it's a lot easier and it seems like a lot less work. So just plan it and just don't let it put you off. That is such fantastic advice. I've never heard anybody actually say that before. And it's so true. Josh, advice. Yeah. One top uh, tip. My advice for anyone doing gold is like, just do it in something that you enjoy. Because, like, it, like as Ashley said, it is a fair bit of work, although it doesn't necessarily always feel like work. Like, do it in something that you enjoy and something you want to improve at. Don't think, okay, I'm going to do gold. Let's do something I've never done before, although that is part of it. Do something that you've never done before but complements your existing art form. If you're an actor, why don't you do dance? If you're a painter, like, I wouldn't recommend you try and learn how to fire breathe. I don't, is that an art form? I don't know. Um, yes. Do it in something you enjoy is my top tip. Okay. Um, <laughs> my top tip that hasn't been said would be to network. Going back to a conversation we had at the start of this podcast, uh, keep contact of everybody you talk to because you never know when they're going to come like in handy again in the future. Like you, it could be five years down the line, it could be ten years down the line. You've got you've been assigned a job that you got on the back of your fantastic gold article portfolio, and um, you've been tasked with something, and you just go, oh, that person I worked with, they might know how to do this or they might be able to secure me something or give me a discount on something or advise me in one way or another and if you hadn't got their contact details then you'd never be able to do it. So network and keep contact. Um, 
So some social engagement before we wrap up. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then I encourage you to go on to artsawardvoice.com where all of us are contributing to the website as well as the rest of our fantastic team and user-generated stuff. There's lots of fantastic things on there and we've also got the Gold Hub uh, specifically for people who are doing gold. You probably found this podcast through there so you know how great it is already. Uh, you can follow us on Arts Award Voice on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, any questions, please do feel free to tweet us or make a question onto the website and we will get back to you. I'd like to thank all of you for talking today, Emerus, Ashley and Josh. Thank you very much for coming on and hopefully we have encouraged many people to go and do gold. I'd recommend that you do anyway. Cheers. Bye-bye.